Hey y'all, before we get into the podcast, we have another one for y'all to check out today. It's the Too Many Captains podcast. Here they are. With so many podcasts out in the world, you have a plethora of options. Take a chance with Too Many Captains, a movie podcast. Mixing comedy with an academic look at film and Hollywood culture, this podcast is perfect for those looking for a fresh perspective. From deep dives into classic films, to debates on digital streaming versus physical media, and film discussions based on randomly chosen topics in our What Are We Talking About segments, there's something to satisfy all your movie podcast cravings. So if you're feeling lucky or feel the need for speed, grab your shaken martini or some fava beans and a nice Chianti and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. For more content, visit amoviepodcast.com. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions and on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Too Many Captains, the jolliest bunch of podcasters this side of the nuthouse. The Happily Ever Haunted podcast may contain graphic content that may include sexual violence, suicide, or murder. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Happily Ever Haunted podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Milton. And this is the podcast where we tell you stories of the strange and unusual. I'm trying to not uh, do my ghost. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I do it so much. It was such a hit the last episode. I don't understand why. (laughs) How are y'all today? I'm living the life. Resounding. Great. Sorry. (laughs) We are... Bringing this out a little late because um, I'm in grad school and it's kicking my butt. But in two weeks, I'll be done with the semester and hopefully you'll get episodes on time. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, so what, what were Are saying? we ready to start the show? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you don't seem ready. It's, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. It's, What's new? You know. It's Leo season. Hey. Hey. Let me pretend I'm excited. <laughs> hey. My birthday's coming up in like two and a half weeks in our anniversary. So we have a special episode coming out at the beginning of August for y'all. So make sure that you watch out for that. Yeah. Very exciting times. I will be excited for your birthday and our anniversary. I hope so. <laughs> um, kind of obligated to. But genuinely, I am excited as well. So. All right, well, let's carry this excitement into your story. <laughs> yeah, I'm also excited about this story as well. So this is going to be cool. Okay. Um, Another, I feel like another interesting, uh, interesting tale. Uh, so today I'm going to be covering the Shanghai Tunnels. Ooh, in Portland? Yes. <laughs> Do you know, did you already know about this or did, were you? Were you yeah, I already them? know about them. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No, I had no idea what you were doing. All right, awesome. Yeah, I, I found this, uh, you know, I was re- researching around, looking around for stuff and uh, and I found it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be pretty cool. So let's jump right in to the underground. So, I have my 
my headlamp ready. You know, you love a good headlamp. I love a good headlamp. <laughs> Hands free. <laughs> Hands free light all day. Hands free life. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically what we're heading towards. Technology, <laughs> bro. What a thing. Um, so the old Portland Underground better known locally as the Shanghai Tunnels, is a group of passages in Portland, Oregon, mainly underneath the Old Town, Chinatown neighborhood. Old Town Road neighborhood? (laughs) Yeah, you'll find uh, Lil Nas X and all the people that were on the remixes, um, which is where most of the original city stood. Uh, These tunnels connected bars, restaurants, and hotels, and also provided access to docks located at the Williamette River. These tunnels were used for legitimate practices, such as keeping ship supplies out of the rain and away from heavy traffic above. Also, they were used to quickly transport supplies from the port to establishments in town. However, these tunnels provided a way for more nefarious acts to be streamlined as well. Imagine that. I mean, you know, for everyone that uses something good, they got to find some evil purpose out of it. I feel like anytime anybody mentions tunnels, like it's never like it starts as a good intention, Mm -hmm. but it never ends that way. (laughs) You know, kind of like the Internet. Yeah. Internet. Great intentions. But now we got trolls everywhere. From 1850 to 1941. Portland was considered one of the most dangerous ports in the world and earned the moniker Forbidden City of the West. And now it's just one of the most hipster. <laughs> I mean, it could still still be for forbidden if you don't want to be a hipster, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, Portland was a bustling hub for international maritime trade. Many cargo ships sailed for, for many months across the Pacific before unloading their cargo in Portland. Because of this, sailors had a very short window of downtime before they had to pack up and set sail again. Many sailors spent their time drinking at the bars and getting into fights at the saloon. Some sailors took the opportunity to abandon their life at sea because they feared death by disease or debilitating injury. You know, I I, I don't blame them. Is this America? America 2020? <laughs> just jumping ship when, you know, hey, man, I ain't trying to die. <laughs> also, I don't mind the um, the casual meowing in the background. It's just Gizmo, our cat. He just, just wants to be a part of this. Just wants to be a part of the crew. He has, he has opinions about the Shanghai Tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> so because everyone was kind of jumping ship, Captains would be short-staffed because basically everyone would leave and then they would need people to fill those positions. So crooked captains would hire many to Shanghai, quote-unquote, replacement sailors for $50 a head. This is where the Shanghai tunnels get their name from. The term Shanghai or Shanghai originated on the docks where civilians were often tricked into forced labor aboard American merchant ships, usually heading to Shanghai, China. Uh, So fun fact, uh, Shanghai was kind of like a big trading town back in the day. I mean, I'm sure it still is. But uh, so a lot of countries like England, France, uh, pretty much a lot of the European countries and, of course, America would go to Shanghai just to basically trade. 
So men looking to make a quick buck buck would prowl Portland's bars, saloons, and taverns looking for young, able-bodied men who were alone. The men who would be prowling for these other men would be called crimps. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Victims were either drugged with opiates, kidnapped while intoxicated, or simply knocked unconscious, which I found kind of funny because it was like, oh, this guy isn't drunk enough. Let me just knock him the fuck out. (laughs) I need this money. Um, They were then dropped or dragged into the tunnels with the help of the bartender through trap doors called deadfalls. What the fuck? The bartender's in on it too? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's getting a payoff from it. Yeah, for sure. Which uh, basically could be found at any bar or saloon in uh, Portland at the time. Once in the tunnels, captives were locked in any number of cramped underground cells until they can be sold off to a life of slavery at sea. Some men managed to escape the ships and warn the public about the Shanghaiers. Stories about Shanghaiers circulated Portland and soon men would become more cautious when drinking out, uh, when drinking out at the bars. When abducting men became difficult, difficult, savvy Shanghaiers kidnapped women instead because oh, yeah. surprise, surprise. So, yeah, women would frequent bars alone, becoming easy prey for Shanghaiers. Prostitution rings often used the tunnels to hold groups of women in cages for long periods of time. This gave them time enough to secure buyers outside of Portland. It was also believed that underground brothels existed in the tunnels as well. The tunnels were also used very heavily during Prohibition to run alcohol to and from the ports. Many believe that people have been murdered, starved, cannibalized, and left for dead in the tunnels. Interesting. Today, some of the tunnels are inaccessible, which has led to many people questioning whether or not the stories are true. However, there are a few tunnels that are open and can be toured. With the shady history of the tunnels, the paranormal energy throughout is potent. Many people report seeing an Asian man walking past them in the tunnels. Explorers, re- uh, explorers name the spirit Sam and say that he is responsible for turning off the lights in the bar basement. Sam also likes to move things around in the tunnels as explorers walk by. One tour guide reported hearing a voice calling out the name Sam over and over again. Sam! <laughs> Sam! Sam! That makes me think of uh, Supernatural. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a great show. I'd call out his name. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it echoed through the tunnel and scared his guest. But his entire group was behind him. So he knew it was not one of the tour members so basically the voice was coming from in front of them so it had to be a disembodied so it had to be disembodied voice coming from an, a ghost yes. basically yeah that's the only or coming from one of the winchester brothers uh <laughs> or coming from dean dean's the Wait, one of the winchester brothers isn't winchester right yeah yeah all right i'm just so... saying dean's the other one all right so i'm right <laughs> We're both right. We're both right. We're both winners. We're winners in our own way. Uh, (laughs) So most tunnel tourists say that Sam is a good ghost and look look forward to feeling his presence. That's a weird way of saying that. 
Uh, mm, I want to feel <laughs> your feel presence. Like you're a good ghost, and I look forward to feeling your presence. I wonder if people said that about Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Casper, you're such a friendly ghost. I look forward to feeling your presence. That's so That's awkward. What, that, it instantly takes that movie from PG to PG-13. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, many individuals believe that a spirit of a woman by the name of Nina haunts the pizza parlor called the Old Town Pizza. Oh my god, I f- can't. If local legends... I just think of a little Nas X. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> insert little Nas X joke here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if the local legend is true, Nina forcibly served as a prostitute at the Merchant Hotel and tried to bring down the operations running in the tunnels. Oh, shit. Her body was found at the bottom of the hotel's elevator shaft. Her picture is hanging on the wall in the restaurant, and there is a brick that is located in front in one of the walls of the old elevator shaft, now part of the booth, with her name etched on it. In the early morning or closing time is when she is most active, floating and moving through the restaurant moving chairs, items on the tables, and in the kitchen to let employees know that she is there. When it is still, the observant person can hear her delicate footsteps tap across the floor. She is regarded by many as a brave heroine who dared to turn in her captors and let outsiders know what was happening. Many claim that they are able to smell her perfume and that she is known to tug on the clothing of individuals who pass through the Shanghai tunnels. She has also appeared before some visitors as well. So, yeah, so basically she was trying to she was forced into this prostitution ring and she was trying to basically take it down from the inside. So she was going to give up some information to, I think, if I remember correctly, it was either policemen or like it was uh, people from a local church and um but she never got that information to them because i'm assuming the people that she worked for found out she got murdered yeah she got murdered basically so so yeah so a lot of people revere her because you know she had the balls to basically go and try to take down a, a very a prostitution ring while being a part of the prostitution ring uh, many individuals who walk the tunnels in Portland stated that they have heard moans, talking, screams, and even the sound of crying. The belief is that these spirits realize that they have been trapped in the tunnels, and because most do not know how they got into the tunnels to start with, they have a difficult time finding their way out. The majority of the paranormal interactions in and around the tunnels have been friendly. However, there have been some aggressive interactions as well. Some people recall feeling unwelcome like someone or something is watching them. Mediums have seen the spirits of former crimps in the tunnels, hulking dark, shadowy figures with burning red eyes, perhaps a sign of eternal damnation. They are known to cause a thick atmosphere in some parts of the tunnel and cause the uneasy feelings that people experience. One man remembers hearing the sounds of childlike whistling just before he was thrown to the ground. After standing up, he turned to see who had knocked him down. Lifting his flashlight, he saw that no one was behind him. This area has attracted many people interested in investigating various energies that are in the tunnel. 
Besides the multiple ghost tours that are available in the tunnel, numerous paranormal organizations have gone to investigate as well. These tunnels have even attracted the crew of Ghost Hunters who's visited who visited Hobo's restaurant on season four, uh, season six, episode four, uh, which was a pretty cool, pretty cool episode. Uh, they caught a video of basically a ghost coming from basically the ceiling of the tunnel. So coming through the ceiling and then it's like kind of like hangs out in the middle and then just disappears in thin air. Huh. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that is my story. I know. I feel like it's weird that I uh, always have a reference to Ghost Adventures. <laughs> my stories. It's fine. Um, I'll just judge you. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. So, my references are uh, hauntedhouses.ghost.hauntedhouses.com, uh, atlasobscura.com, travelportland.com travelchannel.com uh portlandghosts.com wikipedia.org ranker.com hauntedplacestogo.com and vice.com good job so proud of you thank you are you ready for mine i i'm excited i'm ready (laughs) we're just gonna jump on over to mine we're gonna jump across the pond i don't even know if it's technically the pond we're going to australia (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know if they say jump across the pond i think that's specifically for the uk you know what i did it it's fine it's it's fine and i'm gonna like resist every urge to like do an australian accent. we're jumping the the westward pond oh crikey um <laughs> this week i've decided that i'm going to cover the rookwood cemetery in australia oh okay so i'll tell you at the end so here's a picture of the the entrance of Rookwood. Pictures will be posted on our social meds. So, I think the exact address is 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. What? Wait, what? <laughs> the exact address of the cemetery is 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. Wallaby? Wallaby. Wallaby. Yeah. Okay. I'm just kidding. Oh, you didn't get it. It was a Finding Nemo joke. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know how long it's been since I've seen that movie? I don't care. You should know the address by heart. Like our own. That's that's different. It's actually in Lidcombe, 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 Australia, right outside Sydney. The official name for the cemetery is Rookwood Necropolis, and it's the world's largest remaining operating cemetery from the Victorian era. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can I just say that I like the word necropolis? Yeah, it means city of the dead. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a cool, it's, it's an interesting cool, name, cool word, you know, it just rolls off the tongue real nice, you know. Every time I hear Necropolis, I think of uh, Atlantis, the movie, the animated movie. Yeah. So there are almost 1 million people buried here. Rookwood opened in 1862, I wrote 1962, <laughs> and was originally 80 hectares. Do you want to guess how many acres that is? 80 what? Hectares. What's a hectare? It's their measurement of land. I never heard of that. Okay, well, it's their measurement of land. Oh, okay. It's like an acre, but not. So how how many acres is 80 hectares? Hectares. Yeah. Um, Man, I sounded real American. Like, what the fuck's a hectare? (laughs) For Um, real. 
Why doesn't everybody just say, use our measurement? I'm going to say it's like 100 acres. It's approximately 200 acres. Oh, wow. See, I was thinking that too, but then... Yeah, like, sure you were. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take my word for it. <laughs> Rickwood was segregated, and they used the census to decide how much land each group got for the burial plots. For example, the Church of England section was 21 hectares, and the Catholic Catholic Church's section was 14 hectares. In 1879, more space was needed, so they purchased 233 more hectares. Oh, my God. Which is 575 acres. What the hectare? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that has to be the name of this part of this episode. <laughs> um, with this expansion, the cemetery added St. Michael, the Archangel ch- uh, Chapel, and cottages for section managers and sextons Mm. rookwood was served by a rail spur from the main line from 1867 to 1948 okay i have a picture of this because i know it's a cemetery and all but the train station was fucking beautiful beautiful it has like a bell and everything looks real necropolis it looks like a yeah i was gonna say yeah it looks like a very like gothic church-esque but yeah. like like the architecture on the outside, but then it's just like, you know, you just got tunnels running through it. I mean, trains running through it. I mean, we're not on your. We're, we're not. <laughs> we're not behind people. So, uh, mortuary stations served each of the three sections of Rookwood, with a fourth station at the main junction and a fifth adjacent to the central station. Trains ran at nine thirty a.m. and three p.m. If you missed it, you were fucked. I believe it. The train stopped at stations from Central Sydney in order to pick up mourner mourners and coffins. See, I feel like they missed the opportunity though, because like they should have had like a midnight train and just leading nowhere, just like and just or anywhere. It, yeah, and just have like this spooky train that I leads from a, a cemetery. Honey, they didn't just want it to be spooky. Like people are actually sad. I, I mean, yeah, I understand. I'm just saying, like, you know, you're in the pocket. so um there were two types of hearse carriages one was a four-wheeled van that carried up to 10 coffins on its upper and lower decks the second was an eight-wheeled van that uh, could hold up to 30 coffins and it had like uh it opened up to where there was a platform so they just like were able to slide out oh okay yeah and um both of these vehicles were attached to the back of the train for uh, transporting mourners to the cemetery. The trains that carried the mourners were also known as unimproved red ferns. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting to me. The rail line was used for funeral parties to Rookwood until 1948 when roads and cars became more prominent and it made the railway obsolete. Lidcombe State Hospital and Home is adjacent from Rookwood Cemetery. It also, when it opened up, was known as the Rookwood Asylum from 1893 to 1913, and then just State Hospital from 1913 to 1927. So that's just like right across the street. So, so the cemetery was across the street from a mental hospital. From the yeah, from from the from, state hospital. Yeah. Okay. I just don't think that people in the state hospital should just be looking out their window at a cemetery. Yeah. I, I don't like really care about the cemetery because, like, I don't think the people getting buried care about their views. But. <laughs> you don't think so? No. You don't think not they at like all. looking at six feet of dirt? 
but like I don't I I I just can't fathom how that's healthy for somebody in the hospital. Oh no, I'd be hella sad because I'd be looking outside like, damn, next up, (laughs) (laughs) fuck. Yeah, presently in in the older parts of Rookwood, you can find endangered plants that are native to Australia. There's also been many more uh, chapels built since then. Okay, hold on. Okay. Including uh, the Anglican All Souls Chapel. I'm including these because it's not just like the Catholics and the non-Catholics. The Anglican All Souls Chapel, Mausoleum of Resurrection Catholic Chapel, Mary Mother of Mercy Catholic Chapel, Sacred Heart Chapel Catholic Chapel, St. Athanasius, I don't, I didn't even think about having to pronounce this, <laughs> Greek Orthodox Church, the Chinese Temple, and Rookwood Islamic Monument. You did amazing. Thanks. Rookwood also has a new, uh, has numerous memorials, including those dedicated to the victims of the Holocaust and to the members of Merchant Marines killed in wartime. Located in the eastern section of Rookwood is the Sydney War Cemetery. And the Circle of Love is a memorial dedicated to stillborn children and those who died in young infancy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, it was a 14-month-old little girl that was the first to be buried here. Okay, actually, second, there was, like, a John Doe buried here first. Mm -hmm. And then her. But, like, on the books, it's her. Right. Um, So, it should be no surprise that that the cemetery has ghosts. The most famous are the ghosts of the Davenport brothers, the two famous spiritualists. Do you know about them? No. Oh, I have to tell you everything. It is thought that they keep the. Uh, it's thought that they lurk around, but uh, the cemetery and keep the portal between the living and dead open. Ira Erastus Davenport. I like that middle name. Erastus. <laughs> and William Henry Davenport. Were brothers born Hold on, in? Pause, pause, pause. So one brother <laughs> has this super crazy middle name, and the other one's Henry. Ira Erastus and William Henry. <laughs> They're like, oh, hold on, which one's uh, older? Ira. Oh yeah, so they're like, oh, this first kid's gonna be real special, and then like the second one's like, nah, he just he's just here, <laughs> right? Uh, they were born in the early 1800s in New York. They were magicians who presented illusions and others claimed to be uh, supernatural. <clears throat> they started their career as spiritualists in 1854, about a decade after the Fox sisters. The Davenport's most famous effect was the bo- it was a box illusion called the spirit box. Mm. Okay, I'm going to explain to you what it is. It makes no sense to me. Okay. So the brothers were tied inside the box that had musical instruments in it. Once the box was closed, the instruments would sound. Upon opening the box, the brothers were tied in the position in which they started the illusion. Oh, so like the music, the instruments would sound even though they were tied up. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those who witnessed the, uh, the effect were made to believe that supernatural forces had caused the trick to work. Their brothers were exposed as frauds numerous times. And Harry Houdini even uh, said once Ira admitted to him, it was all an illusion. Okay, so what had happened was, was William Henry died. 
and he was um, buried here in Rookwood. Right. And Harry Houdini went out to his grave and saw that it was all like grown up and gross and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like he had he, he had the grounds taken care of, and like he sent flowers and all this. And Ira was like, "Oh, that's so nice," and like invited him out and tr- uh, showed him one of their like knot tying tricks. And like apparently it was like so like hush hush that not even Harry Houdini's son knows how to do it. Wow. Yeah. But apparently that's when Ira told him that it was all an illusion. Wow. At the age of 36, William passed away from tuberculosis on July 1st, 1877 at the Oxford Hotel in Sydney. Ira returned to the U.S. until his death in 1911, where he was buried in Mayville, uh, New York. Many visitors of the cemetery said that they have seen two men dressed in period clothing stalking the cemetery. But everyone has the same story that when the men are noticed or that they are when you go to approach them, they simply disappear. Many visitors believe that this is the Davenport brothers. And even though like they're not buried together, they don't like their souls don't want to separate. Oh. Yeah. So uh visitors report feeling the feeling lightheaded and an eerie feeling that they're being watched when they're here. Sorry, I had to take a breath. <laughs> no worries. It is normal to see apparitions or shadows in the corner of your eye and nothing be there when you turn your head. And that's pretty much it of the paranormal, which, okay, so now I'll say what I was going to say at the beginning. When I was looking for paranormal stuff for here, I was actually kind of let down because everywhere I kept seeing, saying, like, everywhere on, like, the internet and stuff, it was like, oh, this is the most, like haunted cemetery in australia and i was like okay well australia wild as fuck so (laughs) (laughs) out back there gotta be wild right and um i was kind of let down that there there was no like actual like stories or anything you know that i could find yeah and i would i would assume there'd be more stories with as many people that are buried there right uh like a million i would i mean I guess if I had to speculate as to why there isn't as much activity, I would assume that maybe a lot of these spirits like are resting like peacefully, you know? Well, I would hope so. Um, and like they don't have anything traumatic to relive or, or to try to process. Well, I hope I, I don't have anything traumatic, but I'm trying to haunt a bitch after I die. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be fun. You just think it'd be fun. Yeah. You know, you gotta die first, right? yeah later after i die okay (laughs) so you're just gonna be like you're old and you're gonna remember okay so let's pretend cut me off from the highway well let's pretend that i die before you i'll just haunt you no yeah i'll be a friendly ghost well see don't say haunt you'll just just say like you'll be in my presence i'll lurk i don't know the wording's weird i don't want you lurking on me lurking and twerking As a ghost. You gotta learn how to twerk this, <laughs> Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> so my references are weekendweird.com, maps.roadtrippers.com, hauntedauckland.com, and rookwoodcemetery.com.au. That's a great story. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's I actually mean, a very beautiful cemetery. Yeah. And it's humongous. I know it was like short on the paranormal, but like, it's still, it was still really interesting. I liked it a lot. It was still wonderful. I did great. Thank you. You did. <laughs> Way to give yourself a pat on the back. You know, if if I don't, who else is? I literally just gave you a pat on the back. (laughs) 
Oh, Lord. Literally just happened. Literally. I think we did great this week. I think so, too. I hope the listeners agree. I'm about to say, I hope everyone listening to this agrees. I know. What if we were just saying that and they're like, well, fuck (laughs) y'all. Like, I'm turning this off now. They suck. I do guarantee that next week there will be, I promise to bring all the paranormal. I already have it mapped out. Ghosties. All the spooks. So uh, that's our stories for this week. Don't forget to check us out on uh, Twitter at H-E-H podcast and on Instagram, Happily Ever Haunted Podcast. We also have a Facebook now, Happily Ever Haunted Podcast. And if you love the show, don't forget to rate and review us. Uh, You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or also wherever you get your podcast from. We would love to hear y'all's feedback. And remember, those that haunt together, stay together. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.